we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's me once again, Adi Estrada, your host for all things OC, with my co-host, my partner in crime, my PIC, part of the Trace Amigas, Armin. Who is the that? third? Who is the third in our Trace Amigas? A Camille, obviously. Oh, how could I forget? Do you think? Do you even think? <laughs> I don't even it's think. It's dumb and dumber over here, <laughs> as, as Jolie would say. Well, to be fair, she hasn't been around in a long time. I know. We miss her so much. I got to have her on OC one time. I think we need to bring yes, her back. you should. She's she's very excited about OC. OC not only started it all for The Real Housewives, but OC started it all for Camille's obsession with Bravo. She was a day one fan. Season one, RHOC, she was there watching the premiere. She's tried and true. We know yeah. this. She's part of our Housewives history group. She knows her stuff inside and out. And OC is no different. Um, speaking of OC, can I release something before we start our podcast? You should. Yes. Should I let people know what's Some going down? Some breaking news. Some breaking news. This is like is that's that the my, breaking news yeah, sound? That's my news alarm. Like here we, we may, go. We may need a professional sound for that. Hey, I I'm I'm professional. I mean, yours was pretty good, but we could get into the some sound mixing for that. All right, so let's get into this breaking news. As you guys know, on our Patreon, we do our reality rewind where we go back in time and watch an old season of a Bravo show and dissect it each week like we do on our regular recaps. Basically, it's like going into the past and doing the episode at a time recap and vision. We do the whole dang thing. We just finished Vanderpump Rules season two. Yep. And by the way, we do go a little deeper than our week to week real time oh, yeah. recaps because we have the time. Yes. We play little games like we do the most memorable quote of the week. We name winners and losers. Uh, for Vanderpump Rules, we had our weekly Laura Lee Award, which you have to listen to find out what the Laura Lee Award is. is. Um, but And I'm sure we'll make up something for RHOC. RHOC is going to have its own awards. Maybe the Bedore Horror Award. I don't know. Uh, Detective Megan King Edmonds Award. Ooh, we can, I we, like that. I we actually have a few like that. we can do. Yeah, we but, do. But we, but we just, go very deep on on the on these recaps, on the Reality Rewind. Oh, we really I do. just wanted to make that clear. Oh, it's like they're a little bit longer than 30 minutes. And by a little about bit longer, they're about an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Armin kind of spilled the beans. We are doing Real oh, yeah. Housewives of Orange County season 11. <laughs> My bad. Did I ruin the reveal? <laughs> you ruined the reveal. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, but I mean, a reveal's a reveal. We're very excited. If you guys know, we did a Housewives history on season 10 of OC. If you guys haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. That's on our public feed. It's friggin' amazing. We deep dive into the whole Brooks scandal, Detective Megan King Edmonds. But we are going to Was that Buttered Pop era or, or was that on Hot and Bravo? I think it was, I want to say it was Hot and Bravo. Because I remember it? sitting okay. on this couch. Okay. But well, we were sitting on this couch for Bubba <laughs> Pop 2. So. <laughs> Me, I'm like, it all blurs together. <laughs> well, I, if you can't find it on the Hot and Bravo feed, you could probably find it on the Buttered Pop feed. Back in our olden days. Um, but we're going to be going to season 11, one season forward, the the reveal of Kelly Dodd. She yes. enters the cast. Yeah, the introduction um, of Kelly Dodd. But yeah, it's going to be great. Kind of so starting a new era. It was... It, it, 
And we talked about this earlier today where OC is kind of broken up into different eras based on the group of women. You know, you have the OGs um, with the Keo and you have Vicky and you have, you know, all those old, old originals. Then you kind of move into like the Gretchen. Yeah. Like time frame, you know, that whole, that whole world. And then now it's moved into the Kelly Dodd era who I might say so myself is the new queen of OC. (laughs) Not trying to step on any toes here, but facts are facts, honey. But let's, let's, let's stop talking about the future and let's talk about what's happening in OC right now. Really quickly. If you want to uh, listen to that reality rewind, um, or if you just want to, you know, find out more about what we do on Patreon, just go to patreon.com backslash hot n bravoed. Uh, and we do a lot of different things on there. You also get the full uh, This Week in Bravo's Top 5 on there. Uh, and there's other really cool benefits. You get 10% off merch and whatnot. And the merch is so cute. It is. It is. The Morally Corrupt hat's my favorite. Uh, but check it out. Yeah, visit the site and, and just learn more about it at the least. And then you could decide if you want to uh, join and support check us. Check it out. Yeah. All right. So let's start talking about OC. Um, we had our most recent episode and it ended, it started where the last episode ended, which was the big fight between Kelly and Vicky. If y'all don't know what went down, basically in the reunion last year, Vicky accused Kelly of being a coke addict and doing cocaine. And this has had huge, huge ripples in Kelly's life. Her daughter's being harassed for it. Her friends aren't allowed to come over because they, the parents think Kelly's, you know, a crazy mom. It's just kind of affected not just Kelly's life, but her daughter's life as well, which is why she's so upset with Vicky and doesn't want to have to sit and pretend like things are fine and bury the hatchet because it's one thing if you damage a person's reputation, but it's another thing if you damage their child's reputation as well. Yeah, and have it lead to harassment. Yeah. It's, it's sad. I mean, I understand Kelly leaving. Um, I did not like when she was like, I'm not like you guys. I'm not better. Like, she's like not willing to like go above it and like put it under the rug. She's like, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to be nice. She has to leave. Yeah. And it was melodramatic as hell. Like she was bawling and it was a full on scene. I have Julie anyways. We have to get ready for Aspen. (laughs) Like, okay, Kelly. My favorite part of that whole scene actually was Bronwyn mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure how involved Bronwyn was going to get in her inaugural season. Uh, but then like she steps up right there and she's like, you know, Vicky, I don't trust you. Yeah. And that starts a whole other, I guess, situation with Vicky calling Bronwyn Brownwyn. <laughs> I don't Brown-win. know what Brownwyn is. <laughs> and in the moment, Vicky's like, yeah, it's be- it's just because all these birds are chirping in your ear. And Bronwyn's like, oh, no, it's not the birds. She's like, I trust my gut. Yep. And that's like Vicky's delusions on full display right there because she doesn't have the self-awareness to realize like she just made a fool of herself, basically. Yes. Like that was a full-on explosive, crazy confrontation. And she's like, oh, it's just because what they told you behind the scenes no, it's because it's of what, what just, just happened. Saw. <laughs> and I think, I think Bronwyn goes one step further and we learn about this in the Shannon and her dinner, but Vicky was also like blatantly like hitting on Bronwyn's husband. Right. Like that was the other weird thing. So there's all these moments that Vicky has with Bronwyn where it's showing Bronwyn that this is not someone that she feels like she can trust hitting on her husband going after children Bronwyn has seven like which one is she gonna go after first like it's one of those things where it's smart of her to trust her gut she's probably seen the show before she understands who Vicky is 
Right. It's not like Vicky is an anonymous person either. Yeah. <laughs> She's a public figure who I'm sure Bronwyn has gotten the download on and it's not good. Dude, if I was on a housewife show, I would watch every single season prior. I mean, not that I already <laughs> have had watched. You've them already all, seen them. So but you're good. I would study. I, I feel like all these housewives should. You know what I mean? You but need we to know that they don't always do that. They don't always. Like I mean, Rinna famously. Just recently watched it. Yeah. And she... Oh, brilliantly Instagram story, the whole experience of her rewatching the old seasons, which I loved. I actually hope more housewives do that because it was fun to kind of watch her. It was like people's couch esque. Yes. I'll bring back people's couch and put us on it. Except it was even better because it was a housewife, a new housewife reflecting on old seasons of her own housewives franchise. And it's like, Ooh, okay. I recognize this behavior in Lisa Vanderpump. Oh yeah. So that was great. And it would be great to see Bronwyn do that too and watch season 10 of OC and be like, holy shit, this Brooks stuff is crazy. Bronwyn, if you're listening. Hey, this free advice. Totally free. My con- no gut. consultation fees. Go for it. I guarantee you, you'll gain like 10,000 Instagram followers just off that. Um, <laughs> I want to just point out one thing Vicky does say in this argument because it will come back later in our episode where she tells Bronwyn, you can either be nice or or you can be nasty and you're being nasty right now. And Bronwyn says, no, I'm not being nasty. I can be a lot of things, but I'm being honest and I like being honest. So I just want to keep that in mind that that's what Bronwyn says to Vicky calling her nasty because later in the episode, Vicky's like, yeah, that Bronwyn, she called me nasty. She said she's going to be nasty to me. And I was like, dude, did you even listen? <sighs> Classic Vicky just, you know, taking your words out of context and manipulating him for her own benefit. Exactly. Like, were you taking shots with Tamara? Cause we know she was trying to get anal. <laughs> like she was getting wasted. <laughs> Eddie, I don't want that. Please. No, Tamara. I'd rather not go to church. <laughs> it's, it's kind of fascinating to me that Vicky is a friend of this season because she is so prevalent so far through three episodes i mean that's the thing i feel like we're gonna be dealing with this season where it's gonna be kind of i mean like lou and luann was a friend of when right nini was a friend of like we've seen this happen before where the friends of actually have a major role and it's usually they're given the friend of role because they did something wrong the season before like yeah. it's a slap on it, the wrist it's a punishment and vicky <laughs> Mm-hmm. kind of deserves it. She's been through the ringer for the last couple of seasons. I mean, yeah. she didn't get fired after the Brooke situation. Which she, is incredible. Which is incredible. She made it this far, and then she had the coke comment, which, it's taking it a step too far. That's like the candy rape allegations back in Atlanta. Right. Like, these are things that have serious felonies attached to them and can not only damage your like reputation but also your life if i mean it we didn't get to see that this that much when dorinda was accused of doing cocaine but kelly it seems like it's a lot more dangerous because her daughter is so young yeah and it's a different scene yeah like i feel like in new york people assume that they're doing hard drugs even if it's not true and it's I mean, probably it's new york. who knows um but and i'm not putting any accusations out there i don't know anything but it's New York, and New York has that reputation, right? Wall Street. Um. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, we've all seen it. Leo. But OC, 
has um, a little bit more like kind of like stricter social norms. It's family. It's a family yeah. city. It's not like as free and loose. I mean, that's that's the Roni vibe, right? Everyone's single, ready to mingle, getting super Snorting wasted. Snorting crack and doing their thing, <laughs> I guess. Hard drugs are the norm in New York. That's um, why I live in Los Angeles. One of my favorite <laughs> Bethany moments. Ugh, I'm so sad Bethany's gone. But um, R.I.P. One of my favorite Bethany moments when she's like, John, looking a little lit. Looking a little lit. Eyes dilated or whatever that's, she was saying. That's from the fight when yeah. he when he comes into the bra party yep. and then he goes he was lit because he goes in on her. Yep. And then she goes in on him and she's like, There's a difference. Did You're it, a cow, I'm a girl. Didn't she say something like, Oh, are you gonna put the lines on the table or something? I think she does. Did, doesn't she say something like that? Yeah, I mean again, New York, different uh, rules of engagement. No, he so, works. He works in the dry cleaning business. You know what that means. He's got a reputation. Let's He's got a reputation. Um, let's let's move away from Vicky for a second and let's talk about Gina. And I kind of want to uh, talk about Gina's entire situation at once because um, yep. it, it's deep. So we had two conversations uh, where Gina was kind of the forefront. The first was with her parents. The second was with, with Emily. So let's kind of just talk about it all together because... When she's first meeting with her parents, she's showing them the new house and, you know, she's moving on. And her mom's like, yo, Matt has been hitting up my phone. What's going on? What's the situation? And Gina in this moment does not want to say it. And her mom's like, come on, you could tell us. And Gina's like, no, I it's I want to keep things from the kids. I don't want anyone to look bad. Like, things are bad, but I, I, I'm okay. Like, I don't need to talk about it. But you can see she's hurting so much. There's something oh, yeah. that she's keeping um, she gets emotional. She gets up. She gets very emotional, and her parents do too. Because I mean, it's hard to see your kids struggle, and I'm sure. I mean, if I was in Gina's position, I'm 100 percent with her. I feel like I, I don't want my parents to be disappointed in me. But Gina, girl, there's nothing to be disappointed in. This was not your fault. Like clearly, as we come to find out, there was another woman. So Emily and Gina are sitting on a couch and Emily's bitching about how Shane doesn't <laughs> want to see her dance in, um, you know, titty tassels in Vegas <laughs> and how that hurts her. And Gina's like, your problems seem so stupid right now compared to mine. And it's like, what girl, what are you about to get into? She does like a faux reunion walk off, yeah, you know, like, like they're not at the reunion, I can't but do this. <laughs> I can't do this. Goes off in the other room. Just sits with her phone, like staring into space. And it was kind of a breaking the fourth wall moment, or as Ramona would say, breaking the third world, breaking the third <laughs> line, um, because what she meant was she didn't want to do it in front of the camera. Exactly. Because as she would say, uh, Emily, you already knew about this. She said that. So Emily, they, she's, they've had this conversation. Um, although I don't know if she knew the latest update on it, no. but she did know about the affair. So And everyone knew about the affair, I come to find out. Tamra... Right. Emily, they all knew. Exactly. So it's kind of, in my opinion, it's fascinating to see those moments because it is difficult to do this on camera. Yes. I think we don't appreciate that fact enough. Like, and yes, there's the partying and there's the drinking, which um, is whatever, right? There's like a, a low barrier to entry on that. Like get a drink in them. Let's have some fun. Let's party. Let's laugh. Let's have a good time. But in these more poignant moments... And they're fully sober and they're having to talk about affairs, divorce, um, you name it. 
that's tough. Just think about it. There's a whole crew behind that camera. It isn't um, just one person. Hello. When All right. I had, when <laughs> I'm talking I had, to an experienced professional. When I had to confront my ex, I was so nervous. Right. Like, I was, like, going to have an anxiety attack. Because yeah, yeah. it's conversation. You've done this. If people don't know, Eddie was just on Revenge Body. I was. Um, you. These are conversations that, first of all, you'd never want to have. Like, right, in the first place. Face. And, you know, it's embarrassing. It's hard. And then it's the you're vulnerable. Factor, yeah, you're vulnerable. Then the added factor of the cameras, and then realizing that not only your reputation is going to be on the line, but the other person's reputation that you're speaking about, and you don't want to hurt that person because you can tell Gina does not want to hurt Matt because Matt right. is the father of her children. They are still a family. As much as he was a shitty person to her, he, she does not want her kids to think he's a shitty person. She also says that she believes he is a good person. And he, I think he is. You know, people make mistakes. People fall out of love. My thing is, is like, please end your relationship before moving on. Like, if you meet someone, just have that conversation, be an adult, be a man, and just move on. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot It doesn't make there. him a bad person. It makes him a flawed person. Exactly. And we're everyone's all flawed. flawed. To, we're all flawed to certain degrees, right? Some um, less than others. Like me, I'm perfect, <laughs> but you know the slightest of flaws the is only, what you yeah, have. Yeah, it's just like a very minimal. Like it's the thinnest line. <laughs> like Joe, uh, John wouldn't even touch it. It was so thin. Um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I really felt for Gene in this moment because, like I said, like this is something that like I understand like not wanting to have the conversation on camera, but like you have to have the conversation on camera or else like. You're not on the show. Your job's on the line. Yeah. You know? But it is tough because there's 10 people behind there. There's three cameramen. There are producers. Um, there's the assistants. You know, the people whose jobs are, are just to put on the mic pack and make sure that it's set properly. You have the makeup artist. Right. You have the stylist. Right. You have the stylist assistant. Yeah. In my case, you had 30 of your closest friends in the room. Like, it's yeah. you're not alone having these private conversations no. that are so hard to have. You're having them in public. So, kudos to Gina. Because I have to say, this what this really gave me like a jump up in her book um, when she was able to say that she was hurting in this in the divorce and everything of separating with her husband because she found out that she's he's still seeing the woman that he right. had the affair with. They've been seeing each other for six months, and she found a Valentine's Day card from her to him. That's rough. It's it's a tough way to find out too. Just last week, um, we were talking about on this week in Bravo's top five, how uh, it must have been really hard for Kelly Dodd to find out that she she was broken up with by and Brian Mykonos via Instagram via Instagram, right? Because he just posted about it, and I think she made a post saying, "Well, I guess uh, based on Brian's post on Instagram, we're broken up." Lol. Um, Lol. So obviously. Gina has already separated yes. from her husband, filed for divorce, but still to find out that he is dating another woman already via a Valentine's Day card from that person, that's hard, you know? It, I bet she would have liked to hear it from him, uh, directly from him. A hundred percent. It was a very coward, cowardly move from him, um, but... Emily like casually mentions to Gina after the, like a Vegas trip. So I don't know if these girls are going to go to Vegas. Right. Doesn't sound like it. Cause Gina can't go. Cause <laughs> she doesn't have her ID or her passport. AKA me 22 trying to go to Vegas. <laughs> I don't know where my passport is. And my ID is expired. Um, girl go to the DMV. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's going to card you anyways. <laughs> also. Can't she just right? Well, exactly. But also can't she just get 
her passport? I mean, it's a process, but just go get your she passport. She can go get her. Like, there's so many things that she can do. If honestly, if she wanted to go to Vegas tomorrow with nothing, she could get into every club. I think she'd be service, fine. No problem. Yeah. I, my friends never got carded. The girls never got carded in Vegas. As long as right. you're like hot with a group, you'll get in anywhere. They even got me into um, a brand new club with Justin Bieber's birthday. It was at Omnia, Omnia opening weekend. Oh yeah, Vegas. Party next to Chris Jenner it was a moment. I'm in the I'm in the promo videos. Are you kidding? Not joking. How have you never told me this? I didn't. T- I'm like dancing on like a table, <laughs> like with with Shanna and Angela, like ah, ah, ah. right next to Chris Jenner. Well, she was like two tables over. Oh, okay. But still, we were at like a table with these like Mexican millionaires and they like had the Mexican <laughs> flag waving over and they just had like endless Corona and champagne. It was crazy. <laughs> this sounds like one of your dreams. I don't even think this actually happened. This actually this, happened. This was like a fantasy of yours. This actually happened. I have it, videos it, to prove it. Straight up sounds like a daydream of yours. Like at the Omnia opening. <laughs> for Justin two tables, Bieber's birthday. For Justin Bieber's birthday. Two tables by Chris Jenner, who, by the way, if people don't know, is your literal idol. I mean, we share a birthday. Exactly. There's not much more to say. So this didn't happen. It was a dream. And that sounds like a lovely dream. It was. It happened. Shanna's listening right now. Shanna can Pixar confirm. didn't happen. I, I'll pull it up after the pod. <laughs> Let me just go look at Omnia's page. Um. But I want to talk about this Vegas trip really quick. And I want to talk about Emily mm. because I want to talk about Emily and Shane um, before we move forward to mm. Bronwyn and Shannon and the train. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the train. Um, Shane is kind of an asshole. Shane's not kind of an asshole. Shane is an asshole. Do you think, do you think there's something shady going on with, with this whole bar exam stuff? I mean, obviously no. he's taking the bar exam. You can't fake that. But wanted no. to stay at a hotel. No, you don't think so. I okay. had... I know two people who just took the bar. One right. of them, she was literally, she's also very like naturally smart, but she was like locked away, was not seeing friends, not doing anything, locked in her apartment. Another person I know literally left her apartment for six months to move back home to have the peace of mind to study for her bar exam. What? Or whatever, how many months she studied, like three months or whatever. Like she was literally gone from where she lived. She removed herself to go live back at home to study for the bar because she wanted to focus that much. Like some people need to just kind of be totally isolated to get through it. And okay. The, and you have to think he's taking it as an adult years after he's been to school. It's going to be so much harder for him to like learn, re- retain and kind of get back into that test taking mode. When you are out of college, when you're out of law school, boom, take it. You've done these tests a thousand times. Right. He basically has to start over so I, I don't think anything shady is going on. I just think he's a really shitty person. And I feel like he... <laughs> Nothing shady. He's just shitty. I think he's like a... Sh- and Emily deserves more. Like, Emily gives so much to him, so much to his family. You can see how much she cares. I mean, she's throwing his parents' yeah. birthday parties. And he can't... Which he's not attending. And he can't let her shake her titties in front of him in <laughs> Vegas for one night. Like, get over yourself, dude. Also, like, what's up with that? Like, that sounds like a great offer. I mean, how are you denying that offer? It sounds like he's like think- super strict because he's like no cursing, no, no alcohol. Cursing, no like, alcohol. I mean, everyone. I mean, I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> you, well, pre- you can appreciate I a can good appreciate set. Appreciate a good set. <laughs> yeah, they got a nice pair of knockers. Okay, let's move forward because I want to talk about Bronwyn and Shannon. Yeah, because I love them. Yeah, they're a good duo already, and uh, instant chemistry. 
and and this is shocking because Shannon does famously does not like the new girls, right? Right. At all and historically she will, like, very anti new girl. She's very anti new girl. Um, with Vicky, of course, because let's be real, those two together, Cheat and Chong. But listen, it's never about the new girl, and this is actually universal. This isn't even a Shannon thing. Um, universally. When it comes to people, it's not. A, it's normally not about the other person yeah. that you've just met. It's an internal issue if you are instantly not liking someone. And I think what we saw was that Shannon had a lot of insecurities. She had confidence issues. She had a failing marriage. She was probably you know verging on depression. Right? She was not happy in her life. Right? So she you know she meets this unknown entity. And she's not going to be willing to like include that into her chaotic life, like right off the bat, and oh, be 100%. trusting and because like she can't even trust her own husband at the time, right? Yeah. But now she is confident. So Bronwyn poses no threat to her at all. She's feeling good. So now she's not going to take that out exactly. on others. Her her own insecurities out on others. Um, and, and and I think that's that's what we're seeing reflected here. I yeah, I think she's operating on a more positive, like higher frequency now because she's removed so much of the toxicity from her life like she was all about those like eastern medicine all those Mm -hmm. herbs and stuff when honey all you need to do was get rid of that husband and you are cured because she's her body's banging i i I just really like it and i think shannon is realizing more so that she needs girlfriends in her lives in her life because it was so much about her husband and vicky like you know what i mean and she or and shannon too the trace amigas but like and tamra Sorry, that's what I said. Who did I say? Vicky twice? Yeah, you said Sh- Shannon. Oh, well, Shannon and Tamara. That's what I meant to say. The Trace Amigas. <laughs> all of them girls. All of them blondies. Uh, but no, it's, you know, it's nice to see Shannon opening up. I love, you know, I'm a Bador whore, so I'm always going to stand Shannon. And I really loved when she kind of like at Tamara's party, like asked her out on a date, like asked <laughs> Ronwin out on a date. And it was like cute. She was like, would you like to have drinks? And it's like, this is like so cute because... You know that moment when you like meet someone like at a party or something. And you're like, should we like hang out? Like this, this could be fun. I was very, also for a period, very Shannon Bedore, where I did not like new people, no new friends. Really, I took that I took that Drake song, and now I'm being more open to like meeting people and being like, okay. I mean, I was a little bit. I feel like a little bit on edge, and when I went to Chicago with Ryan. Like well, you wanted your Ryan time. I wanted my Ryan time. Yeah. But I also was like not the friendliest. I don't think to some of the people. And I was trying to be so nice. But like sometimes it just does not come. Are you talking about Ryan's friends? Well, I feel like I was a little bit rude to some of them. Yeah. Not like in a, in a, in a real it's way. It's like stop invading on my time. Like, well, no. It... it wasn't. No, it wasn't even <laughs> like that. It was more like I could have been friendlier. Like, okay. Sometimes I get quiet and just drink my drink. And I'm just like, the, like something will be said and I'll make an eye. Like I'll make a face just because... I can't hold my emotions in. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know. I I don't think they hated me by any means because we were right. all friends, but no instant connections made. <laughs> no instant connections. Um. I also really wanted to talk about Shannon and Bronwyn connecting over their kids. Yeah. And how they want to raise their kids. Um. We get from Bronwyn a story about her daughter Rowan, who struggles with, um, OCD, and it wasn't ever said up front, but it was alluded to an eating disorder as well, which was hand in hand with OCD. Brahman later said on her Instagram story that it was, um, it did deal with, you know, her eating and all that situation because, you know, Rowan went away, um, to New York, came back 25 pounds lighter. Mm. They had to put her into, um, a facility, a place for help, um, because it was such a big issue. Um, and I really do like seeing these stories. I feel like this has been 
a really great thing that the housewives have been touching on is like eating disorders and mental health issues. We see it with Beverly Hills. We've seen it with um, now with OC. You see mental health being discussed on Summer House. Like Bravo is doing a really big push about people being happy and healthy, not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And I, I've been really enjoying these conversations being had because these were things that I kept secret in my life and that a lot of these people keep secret, but it's better to know that there's a community and, you know, the help is out there. And Rowan now is like starting her own like dancewear like company, which is amazing. Yeah. Like she's barely like 14. You know what I mean? Like she's a teenager and she's like already has this empire ahead of her, but it's because she's able to be open and honest about herself and her issues. And I think, that's very inspirational and I feel like it's going to inspire a lot of people. So Bronwyn, Rowan, thank you for telling your story. Um, but furthermore, I wanted to say like the idea where Bronwyn was like, I don't want my kids to go to Harvard anymore. I want my kids to be happy. And then that, right. that breaks Shannon down and Shannon's like, I had straight A kids, but like now I realize God's going to put them in the place that they're supposed to be for their life. And that's okay. Just be supportive. Just be supportive. That's it. Um, and I, th- I think that's the biggest thing that you can do. I think I-, I think I came to this realization recently in my own life where I was like, I'd rather be happy than rich. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, it- it- I feel like we are so backwards, and I loved seeing these women talk so openly about yeah. how it's not the way. Well, wealth doesn't equate happiness, and that's like a common refrain. Everyone says that, but actually studies prove it. I took a class called Happiness in Modern Society, and so we actually read a lot of studies on happiness and what creates happiness. And we, we, we took, looked at it from a million different angles, but one interesting one was actually a Harvard study uh, where I forgot exactly how they conducted the study, but I think what they did was like they surveyed a lot of people and whatnot. And um, they looked at people from different levels of wealth. And what they found actually was, um, and I think this is around the late 2000s, was that people with around an average of uh, $70,000 of annual income, which is actually quite a bit, but not super wealthy, were the happiest, were the absolute happiest. And the theory behind it is that, of course, if you have, let's say, thirty to forty to $50,000 annually, then you're still struggling on those monthly bills. You can't take a nice, lavish vacation, um, probably still struggling with rent. Things are a little tighter on the budget. And then when you surpass 70, of course, you know, maybe... Uh, 80 is fine too, right? We're talking generally here, right? But when people start to reach, let's say, six figures, all of a sudden they start to feel like they're in the rat race Mm. and everything becomes hyper-competitive because you enter a certain social strata Mm. where suddenly, you know, you can afford a Benz. Yeah. But then, you know, your colleague... Um, because you know, you're probably higher up in your firm and maybe, maybe you've reached, maybe you've made partner at your law firm or something. And then your partner, you have like an E320, your partner has an SL500. I have no idea what those letters and numbers mean, but SL500 is nicer. Yeah. A better, a better model, a better car, right? A more expensive car, right? You are like a hundred thousands on another. I need to get that 10th. I need a $10,000 raise, but then you get that and you're just a little bit richer. And then your friends are a little bit richer too. And then you want to have more and more. And then it never ends until you are the richest, until you are Jeff Bezos. Until you are the richest man on earth, you will not be happy because everything is about being stronger, better, and faster. But for some reason, it appears that once you reach that kind of like that perfect middle ground where you can afford everything you can afford, your friends are kind of in that same range. Uh, You could take all the vacations you need to, right? Um, But you're not feeling like you're in that rat race. 
You're not feeling like you're in that race to be on top. You just are comfortable. You're the happiest. So wealth does not equate happiness. You could you could Google this study. Yeah, I love that. Out there. Yeah. I love that. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll send it I to actually you, would really like to yeah. read that. Us, we're like, hmm, no, this is now turned into <laughs> this like is a, a happiness in modern society yeah. podcast. Academia, <laughs> academia, damia, school, <laughs> words. I was actually talking to Ryan. I was like, wow, people who can do words and numbers are really impressive because like i can only do words but numbers is a whole other ball game you could do numbers no i can't do numbers okay so you can't do numbers or words <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> hey you know what that's the tea <laughs> actually you know what's cool though speaking of words and names rather my professor for that class happiness in modern society dr archimedes shit you not yeah. for real she was great yeah shout out dr archimedes if you're listening probably not i love that I love crap like that. Um, <laughs> I love crap like that. I, mean, I love crap like that. <laughs> um, so Shannon and Bronwyn, we love your relationship. We love your outlook on life and understanding that happiness. And in modern society. In, so- in modern society <laughs> doesn't equate, you know, to being the biggest and the best. It just equates yeah. to being okay with yourself. And yeah. I think that's amazing there that you're go. teaching your daughters and sons these amazing lessons because they're going to go so much further because they're going to follow their passions. They're going to follow their, what they want to do. And they're not going to feel like they have to be in that rat race, exactly. especially growing up in the OC. Maybe they audited that class. <laughs> Maybe they know Dr. Archimedes. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Tamara had a blip in this episode where she puts her mom into an old folks home. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> they all get drunk and jump in the pool with their clothes on. Uh, sounds like fun, I guess. It sounds like Tamara will be there in a few years. Um, sounds like she, she wants, she wants to be part of that. Um, let's get to Tortilla Republic where this episode is. Let's do it. Uh, so it's a dinner of the blondes. So it's Bronwyn, Gina, Gina, uh, Shannon and Tamara. They go to Tortilla Republic. They're getting their spicy skinny margaritas. Now talking about a lasting impression, (laughs) Bethany Frankel. Um, yes. But they're having their spicy skinny margaritas, and Shannon's like, okay, guys, I know things haven't been the best, but Vicky felt un- like upset that she wasn't invited. Do you mind if we invite Vicky? And they're like, uh, sure. <laughs> um, but none of the ladies really want her there. Bronwyn has a very nice moment with Vicky where she kind of is like, you know, I heard from Shannon that you said I wanted to be nasty to you. I feel like we got off on the wrong foot. I didn't see both sides of the story. I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, wasn't, I gave you an unfair judgment based on one instance. And I want to apologize for that. Vicky loves this. She eats it up. She's like, hmm, this brown wind. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, wait until Bronwyn watches this episode. Oh, yeah. Then she's going to be like, this bitch. Yeah. Uh, But then this leads into Vicky being like, well, yeah, Kelly doesn't know I know all the things. Right. Or like, I know know more than what was said. And before that, she was talking shit on Kelly. Yeah. Saying how it's messed up of her to, you know, call me a grandmother, a mother, mother, names. How can you call someone, make fun of their appearance? She's like, how can you call someone ugly? And I can't remember who's like, they actually called you a pig? Right, it was Tamara, it was was Tamara. Tamara. No, 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 she called you a pig. (laughs) Tamara's like, no, no, she didn't call you ugly, she called you a pig. (laughs) Get things straight. Tamara's messy as hell. It's such a gaslighting kind of moment, because it's like, 
yes, we understand, we understand that she didn't literally use the word ugly, but the implication of calling someone a pig is that they are not attractive. Exactly. This isn't the fucking Twilight Zone episode. Oh, the eye, in the be- eye of the beholder. Exactly. Oh, I'm a big Twilight yeah, Zone fan. Yeah. Don't, don't ask me right. twice. That's one of my favorites. Then Vicky's like, yeah, she's like, I know more than, than you know. And she's being very cryptic. And then Tamara's like, are you talking about the train? <laughs> Vicky's like, oh, Tamara, I told you not to talk about the train. I'm not going to tell you, 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 you. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And then there's like a confession where Vicky's like, yes, there was a code of silence between me. Or is it code or cone? Well, a cone of silence is a thing, but she says code. Okay. Because I thought it was code of silence. I didn't know it was cone of silence. It's between her, Shannon, and Tamara, the Trace Amigas. Something about a train. Something happened on a train. We don't know what this is. And Gina's like, what are you talking about? Gina's like, you said it's worse than what we know. We know that she did like what you said was cocaine. What could be worse than that? You're being crazy. And Vicky's like, I'm not going to tell anyone. Like, this was not supposed to be brought up, Tamara. Like, I cannot believe you brought this up. And then we end on a to be continued. So, Armin, my question for you is, what do you think the frick happened on this train? Eddie, I don't know. I mean, where do you want me to start? I can't begin to speculate on this. I mean, we what do, you, do you have an idea? I have, I, I have, I have zero a, clue. I have a personal idea. Okay, what is it? Um, I think, I don't think it has anything to do with drugs at all. I think... Maybe she hooked up with someone on the train. Oh. And okay, but how is that worse? Oh, you know what? Like she didn't say worse. She said, I... Know more. I know more than I've said. Exactly. I think that's what she said, right? I know more than and I've I, said. I think what the implication is, is that Kelly was so, like, fucked up from whatever she was doing, mm. quote unquote, that she was a mess on the train and something happened on the train, whether it was a hookup. And she had sex on a train. I think she had sex on a train. I This is completely from nowhere. This is me just like pulling something out of my ass. What do you call that? You know, there's the Mile High Club. Is that the Railroad Club? R- railed on the Railroad? I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Railed on the Railroad. That's good. <laughs> Guys, start hashtagging railed on the Railroad after your train hookups. <laughs> hashtag Kelly Dodd. Hashtag railed on the Railroad. <laughs> I like that. Oh, God. I, you just need to, like, muzzle my mouth. Words <laughs> and numbers. Both are hard for me. But, I mean, that's my thing. That's someone, a good theory. Someone else said, like, on, well, I kind of But is got, that salacious, having sex on a train? In OC, it is. Right. In LA, I mean, hey, it's called Saturday night. No, I'm joking. <laughs> There's no trains in LA. We don't have public transportation. Well, no, we do have trains. Yeah, but, like, no one uses them. Oh. Yeah, people use them a lot. They're full, Eddie. They're full me has never taken yeah, the thing is, you know, <laughs> i love you not taking them and assuming that they're no empty. one else takes them oh they they are jam-packed especially went, during rush hour i took it once during to downtown for dinner and it was like so empty and then i forgot what time like i was like left at like seven i think that's a more dead time seven yeah. or eight and i was but also five o'clock of, jam-packed people leaving work yeah see i never even thought about it me i'm like no one uses yeah. the train. i take you know i take this up i've taken do. it for five years four years i wish that i wish the train went all the way down to me and there's a green line that's closed because i would be getting railed on the and i'm joking i would not i would not <laughs> can we cut this i was joking i would never we're not cutting that you know that's me. staying you in. know me the love guru the love guru the love, doctor. the love doctor the love guru was that shitty movie with mike myers it's funny because if someone, if this was New York, then this would just be like a Sonya story. Mm-hmm. So I, I got railed on the railroad. Yeah. She's like, I was on the railroad. <laughs> I had too many, like I was on the, I was on the, what is it called? The, the jitney. The jitney. I was on the jitney and this man I did a job up. on the jitney. 
What did a job on the jitney? Yeah. <gasps> Guys, we're gonna make shirts for all the anywhere that you want to hook up. Let us know, and we'll make right. shirts for it. Railed on the railroad, job, job on, on the, the jitney. jitney. What else do we have? Do you Packed think on the plane? Picked you- on the plane. <laughs> Broad City. Do you think Sonia's ever done a job on the jitney? I mean, yeah, it's true. She's it's on Sonya. her way to the Hamptons or on the way back from the Hamptons. She's loosey goosey, yeah. back of the bus. Hey, <laughs> things can get wild. I mean. You always heard horror stories which, of stuff which happening job? in the back of the bus. H, B, or Z? I, what's a Z job? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after the podcast. I didn't even know there was more than an H and a B. Oh, there's more than an H and a B, Eddie. Z. There's an R? There's an R? I'm, I'm shocked you're not familiar with the R. This is terrifying. You don't me. know the R job? Eddie. Oh, wait, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... Okay, I per, like thinking of Sonia. Yeah, and she is a classy woman. I think she's an she H. Only, she would only do an H. She's There's an no H. Way you can she's do, like, such a an H. She's a casual H. Like it's very a, like under the table yeah. at brunch. Mm-hmm. Just under the under not the even table not box. even the finish. Just just yeah. just little just some fun. Just a little handsy hanky panky. Okay, we need to stop. Talking <laughs> okay, what about are we this. talking about right now? Um, oh, because we're we're speculating on the train. Do you have any idea what it is? No, I'm telling you, I have no I idea. Mean, I like this theory. I like this. It's theory. not like Kelly's doing like heroin. Um, if she did a little bit of coke on the train and then like hooked up with someone, like girl, do your thing. Unless it's a code word. What if train doesn't actually mean train? <gasps> Is this an all about the pasta situation? That's what I'm saying. Ooh. What if it's all about the train or not about the train? Are you going to talk about the train? What can the train be? Now I'm going to, I mean, train tracks, rails, lines. Boom. Coke. But train also has a sexual connotation. That's what I was saying. Like, that's what someone on our, that's kind of where I got this theory from was because someone on our Instagram commented, they're like, oh, I think someone like ran train. Yeah. Which is a whole other situation, which I don't, I don't think Kelly would do that. Who knows? I don't know. Enough speculation. We will be back <laughs> next week to find out what actually happened at the end of the To Be Continued. I, I hope we do find out what happened. I hope we do. If not, we'll have to wait till the reunion. <laughs> Even then, we might not know. I know. But if you guys don't want to miss a single one of our OC recaps or all the other recaps we do, we do Potomac. We're going to be doing Dallas soon. Yeah. Got them all going. Can't wait. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to find us on Instagram or Twitter, we're at Hot and Bravo. That's H N T, not H O T N B R A V O D. He's great with words. N B R A V O D. Words and numbers. Words and numbers, baby. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada, and we will see you guys next week.